From the Vegas Golden Knights, this is SLGND, presented by Allegiant. I'm Justin Russo. The All-Star break is just around the corner, and ahead of the pause, the guys catch up with Golden Knights captain Mark Stone. Mark speaks on the team's battle through injuries, his hat trick against the Nashville Predators, Brendan Brisson's NHL debut, and even his taste in music. The guys review the conversation with Mark and assess the current state of the Golden Knights. But first, here's Mark Stone with Dave, Shane, Dan, and Gary. From the right wall, a rink-wide pass got deflected. Two on one, Stevenson with Petrangelo. Stevenson on the right, backwards to Stone. He shoots, he scores! Hat trick for Mark Stone! A goal in the first, two in the second. Vegas leads 3-1. 23 seconds to go, second period. The third hat trick of Mark Stone's NHL career, all with the Knights. This his first in regular season play. And we're happy to be joined by Golden Knights captain Mark Stone here on SLGND. Mark, um, kind of just past the halfway point of the season. We, wanna, we don't want to talk a lot of hockey with you, just a little. We want to get to other things in life, but... How do you assess where the team's at at this stage of the year right now? Um, probably just pretty good. Uh, you know, we had really good stretches, some some poor stretches, um, but we're hanging hanging around where we want to be hanging. Uh, obviously, got some big big boys out of the lineup right now, so um, want to keep our head above water and uh, give ourselves a chance to uh, compete for the division. Uh, you know, kind of after February. How has it been with the, the rotation and new guys coming in and uh, kind of acclimating? You guys just you guys have been through this before, you know. They've this team in general, and uh, now you're kind of part of. You were the guy out last year that they kind of weathered the storm with, but uh, now being the guy and kind of sees like yourself, Petrangelo, Martinez have really stepped up here lately. Is that kind of what you want to do? Lead by example, or just how do you get everyone to buy in? Yeah, it's it's different, right? But uh, it's make what you make of it, right? It's yeah. pretty fun seeing new guys come in, make their debuts. Um, you know, I was there at uh, one point in my career making my debut, so it's uh, uh, you try to make it feel as comfortable uh, as you can, um, but you also understand that uh, you know they've never uh, you know done this in the NHL, never been through the uh, the tough schedule, so you kind of have to uh, just kind of amplify your game a little bit more. And I, I think most guys are, are are trying to do the same. Guys that have been out long term, Mark. So you think about you know Theodore's been out a while, Carlson's going to be out a bit, Jack for a while. You dealt with this twice in two years what are they going through uh, i don't know it sucks i think i the second time i was better at it than the first time um <laughs> in what way uh, i mean if you mope around it just makes your life kind of hell for uh you know however long you're out for so um just tried to come in enjoy myself uh enjoy uh being with the guys um you know i think i kind of secluded myself a little bit more you don't feel like you're part of it and then the second time around i was like hey, i'm just gonna make myself uh be part of it and uh, i think that's what those guys got to do you know, Brendan Brisson makes his NHL debut. And first, before I ask you about your NHL debut from Once Upon a Time, what do you make of Brendan and experiencing that? The advice that he echoed was people told him just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. You only get to do it once, right? You only get to make your debut once. Um, I thought he did a good job. You can tell that he uh, knows where to be. He had some chances to, to shoot the puck, which, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys in their debut feel like they just skate around and, and do nothing. So um, he had uh, some slot chances. Um, was able to create some offense, so um, that's uh, uh, good to see because uh, if he can get more of those, he's going to score score a lot of goals for us. So here's his, his NHL debut in January of 2024. Yours was in the spring in 2012. 
and it was a playoff game Mm -hmm. at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. What do you remember about that game and getting the call and being around the Ottawa Senators back then? Yeah, I didn't really uh, expect to play. Um, I kind of was one of those, at the time they were called the Black Aces, I think it's the taxi squad now. Kind of got called up uh, from the rink, uh, from the from the practice rink, uh, the day before. Went and practiced with the guys. Um, hopped on the plane. Still had no clue <laughs> what I was doing there, why I was there, um, <laughs> and my name was on the sheet to, to play the play the next day. So, um, yeah, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, that's how quick it can go, I guess, right? But um, yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, fortunate to get the win, just like uh, with Briss did. Uh, makes it uh, makes it more special. And you think about that. And I said it to Brennan when we interviewed him on the pregame show. You can have your first NHL game, your first NHL shift, but then there's a second shift and there's a second game. Now, for you, that second NHL game didn't come until months later because you had the NHL lockout. If you could put yourself in that mindset, share with us what you went through, hoping for a second game that Brendan is probably going to get to play pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't feel super comfortable in, the, in my first game, so I uh, understood why I wasn't uh, playing the next one. Um, and then, like you said, we had the lockout, um, you know, and I just I was left in the minors uh, once the lockout ended. Uh, it took me maybe another two or three months, so it probably took me a whole year to play another one. But, um, you know, I cherished my time in the American Hockey League. I think it made me uh, probably uh, the player that I am. Uh, probably could have got caught, uh, you know, not developing, uh, whether it's the offensive game, defensive game. Um, could have got caught maybe being, you know, third, fourth line at the – at age and, and not develop, uh, which you see so, so, so much or in the league. So I'm um, definitely uh, happy that I spent my two years in the American League uh, you know, producing offensively and getting better defensively. And you didn't play game six and seven of that series. No. And and the Senators lost. They did, yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. Was that, that was do I remember? Is it overtime? Do you remember that? Derek uh, Stepan score? I couldn't tell you what after lunch a couple days we ago. We lost game six at home in Ottawa. Yeah. We lost like 3-2, and then we lost uh, in Madison Square, I think, 2-1. In two, the one. seventh, yeah. In the seventh, yeah. yeah. No OT, but I think it was okay. yeah, just yeah. a – it was, it was great hockey. It was, some, it was eye-opening, right? Um, all the games were close. It was it was an awesome series, actually. And Ottawa had no expectations at the time. They had just changed their coach. They were expected to finish dead last in the league. Just kind of found uh, lightning in a bottle, and um, that kind of ex- kind of accelerated everything. I don't think I'm wrong about this. You never had a hat trick in the NHL. I sure hope you're not asking me. I, <laughs> I just want to make sure. Well, Dave and Dan didn't. Yeah, no. none of us have ever done no. it. And uh, well, you must have been close. You must have no. had two. No? no. All right. Anyways, none of us have ever had a hat trick in the NHL. You're driving to the rink the other day. Like, is this the plan? Like, uh, do you, do you have a feeling it's going to go well, or did you? Were you demanding more of yourself because of the situation? How's that unfold? I'm not so sure. I think it just comes, right? You take what uh, take what it gives you. I hadn't scored in a while. Um, you know, just come to the rink looking to win, uh, win a game. So, uh, fortunately, our line uh, uh, really got going uh, on the right foot, got a good bounce on the first goal, pop right to me, uh, and then good plays were made uh, on the other ones. So, um, no, you never think that you're going to score a hat trick. You just come in looking to, to play your best game. And uh, fortunate for me, uh, pucks were fine to me. What about once you have two? I had two pretty quick. So, yeah, I was definitely yeah. thinking all that. I could probably get another one. <laughs> yeah, good thing you did. Just uh, like that, the last time you scored yeah, a hat trick. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, I don't think we needed that one. <laughs> I wanted it. No, you wanted it. Well, uh, and that said, just going back to your first game of that, you think of all these. How has your routine changed, or has it changed for how you approach the game? Do you have any unique things you do to get ready that uh, prepare you? Um, 
Well, I was young and dumb, right? I used to yeah. just show up to the rink, play, <laughs> yeah. put my clothes back on, leave. You know, I didn't do anything. And now, a couple of back surgeries later, um, a lot of uh, tinkering with, yeah. the, with the routine. Uh, not more, but, uh, you know, the little things that you got to do to make sure the body's ready. You know, not playing two-touch anymore, not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. But um, that stuff's changed, but everything else is, is kind of stayed the same. Coffee? Uh, yeah, more, yeah, maybe an extra cup or extra cup. Back to back, you know. Like, is it just just regular coffee, or do you do like the fancy shots, like with extra couple um, espressos? I'll drink a, either hot or cold. Coffee. I gotta ask yeah. this question it's because I played with Aaron Ward, who did. A, he'd do like uh, I forget what caramel macchiato with like three extra <laughs> shots, sugar, right? with oh, three extra shots. Be up for three days. No, I, I'm either black or yeah, black coffee, but cold. Yeah, good Manitoba, really right either. there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I drink it more for the the benefits than anything yeah. else. How about music? Does music pump you up? Uh, yeah, not the music that most people listen to. You guys might like my music, but I'm not so sure. What, what is it? Yes. Well, you got to tell I like us. the rocks, right? Like I like like ACDC. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about yeah, rock, rock and roll, all that stuff. Like he Nirvana, came to the right podcast and all that, but that's, uh, that's kind of fading out of the locker locker rooms, unfortunately, these days. Who has control of it? No one really has control. Like I just kind of just put on uh, something that kind of flows, uh, routine, but. Um, yeah, it's not my. Does it's not anyone my have genres. Who has the worst taste? Who's not allowed? Um, <laughs> I'm probably me. <laughs> <laughs> the guys don't love their. There's a few of us, right? Like yeah. uh, Naver loves his rock and roll. Keegs actually yeah. really enjoys. Uh, he's got some close friends that uh, the rock uh, rock artists. So. Um, there's not not a ton of us left, but we're hanging on by a thread. I think Alec Martinez, when he gets control, it sounds like uh, you know Dave Gosher's prom from like uh-huh. 1987. <laughs> Those are Marty the days. likes to he likes to joke around, so he, he likes to put on some some goofy stuff at times just to kind of get the mood going. Can you get? Does anyone get gong? Do you have veto powers? We can't have this. We can't uh, listen to this. Keegs will grab it when it starts to get a little uh, out of control and put some some good stuff on for us, but. Uh, for the most part, it just kind of flows. Hey, what's the relationship like, Mark, as a captain, with uh, when you've got, uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy comes in last year, you, and you've got some veteran guys yourself, Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez. What's that dynamic like? Uh, Bruce said earlier this year he, he's learned to kind of last year trust the team and what you guys need. Do you guys talk daily, big picture, small picture? What's How's that work between a captain and a coach? Um, definitely not daily. Uh you know, he likes to stay out of the room, um, which I think the players respect, right? Um, you know, it's kind of a, kind of the one area where you feel like you can kind of, you know, not complain, but, you know, kind of get things off your chest to, to, to one another. And, um, no, it's been a great relationship so far. Uh, you know, he's under, very understanding of certain situations, I think, that, uh, you know, some coaches uh, aren't. Um, and we've done a good job at uh, – uh, trying to uh, implement his team game uh, to to kind of get you through these stretches where you're missing uh, some of your top dogs, and uh, that's what we're going to try and continue to do. You figure you get more trust after, like, you win it all. I mean, you've had a <laughs> bunch of coaches over the years, <laughs> but now, like, I mean, you guys have proven that you can do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think we kind of had a, you know, and I mean, rightfully so, I guess, you know, kind of have a letdown in the in the fifth season where we probably had one of the, better teams we've had on paper right um you miss the playoffs so um you kind of have to i think he was kind of coming in seeing what we had right and uh maybe took him a couple months to realize that uh um yeah guys like to goof around they like to have fun but uh, uh when push comes to shove uh you know we go out there and perform and uh, uh and care about uh, greatly about not just playing hockey but uh, uh playing hockey for this team so um that's uh what's uh 
kind of the relationship that's been built. Who's the more natural parent, you or your wife? Natural what, sorry? Parent. Oh, yeah, that's not even close. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't even think I need to say anything on that one. But, uh, my wife's got uh, really good mother instincts, so uh, give her the credit on that one for sure. How was, you, you I like was going to say, yeah, how's it been? Yeah. yeah, it's been awesome. Um, it's, like, I mean, I'm sure you guys all, uh, life goes by pretty quick. <laughs> and, you know, it's... Uh, it's kind of the unfortunate part. She's almost 10 months now, and it feels like she was just born. So, um, But it's been so much fun seeing her grow. Uh, it's been uh, it's been awesome. I was going to go back. So winning the cup, is it now that you've done it, to win it again, is it more driven, less driven, the same? I think it's like a – it's different, right? I think everybody kind of doubted us last year saying that we were over the hump, and now it's it's kind of that same thing. Like, they can't do it again. So uh, it's kind of a different uh, a different drive. Um, I think, God, you enjoyed it. You enjoy it so much, right? Uh, you enjoy, um, you know, the month or two months after it. It's uh, you, you can't stop thinking about it. And then once you get back into work, it's like, okay, well, the only time I get to see that again is if I win it again. So uh, you, you kind of get that fuel back. What sticks out the most from all that, the run, the night you guys win, the parade, your cup day? What What do you think about Ooh, man? Everything kind of has its its own little uh, story, I guess, right? But um, being on the ice and being in the locker room after the after the game was probably the most um, fun and I guess uh, like proud I've, I've been as a hockey player. You uh, you kind of just. God, it's hard to explain, right? You just kind of take a breath and just relax for once, because uh, for two years, you're, or two years, two two months, you're just so high strung. Um, you know, it's an, an emotional roller coaster for for two months. You think, okay, we're gonna win this series, and then you lose a game, and then you're gonna lose another game. It's things go so quick. Um, you don't really understand. You're kind of just in the moment, and then when you can kind of just settle down and relax and realize that you finally, well, well for me, finally, for other guys, multiple times uh, achieve um, such an awesome, awesome thing. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's hard to, the emotion that just <laughs> drains through you. Mark, thanks for this. We appreciate it very yeah. much. Continued success, and uh, all the best in the second half and beyond. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That was Mark Stone on Wednesday in Studio 31. Next up, a reaction to Mark's comments and an assessment of the Golden Knights just after the midway point of the season. Let's go back to Dave. Interesting. You asked Mark Stone, you know, what jumped out the most. And it's almost like you know, they have their own separate compartments. But it, it sounds like it's – you almost couldn't explain what that experience is like. It, it reminds me of the commercial. I think NHL Network or somebody did it where they, they flash back to all the guys yeah. at just as they want it. Speechless. And they can't talk. And I think still now it's six, seven months later, and it's kind of still a little bit like that for him. Well, and he said, I, I think the initial thing, because the raw initial emotion is right away the room. You just want to be with the guys and celebrate. And I think that's, you know, the one that most guys think back. Everything, like you said, then, then you move on. Okay, then there's something special. But the, the initial reaction, you can never repeat that right after winning. That feeling you have, and then the celebration that goes along with that, just with the guys in the room, that – to me, having gone through it, that was the best part. Uh, fortunately for them, they weren't interrupted by a riot and had to leave the city, <laughs> which happened in Vancouver in 2011. And uh, it kind of that was disappointing. It broke it because it was great. You brought your immediate family, 
friends, the cup, the party, your guys are still dressed, everybody. It's just straight elation at that moment because no other feelings have set in. So yeah. it's uh, that that truly is the best part. And you know, it was funny when he said it felt like two years, and then he corrected himself and said, "No, two years, two months." Yeah. I wonder if that was a Freudian slip. It, it must feel like two years with the ups and downs. Playoffs are a grind, right? Yeah. And, and 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 the mental toll it takes. Like the regular season is as well. Like, let's be honest. But you're so much more dialed in for that period in playoffs than you are like regular season. You're going to lose focus here and then. You will to little extent playoffs, yeah. but you reset so quickly. Um, that, uh, yeah, it, it is it is what the 82-game the regular season does. It's all in preparation for what's even harder in those next couple of months to try and achieve that goal. I like the fact that every time the four of us walk into the rink in Vancouver, Shane has look, is looking around corners to see if he can yeah. find his dress shirt for me. No, no, I know. Well, Dave, Dave always notices they still have the sign up there. They still have this 2011 Stanley Cup sign up in the hallway. I'm like, Might want to tear that one. Why would it's you a like, back hallway what's that the nobody point? sees. Yeah. Tore half the city. They tore the city because they, they didn't. That sign but, up. Well, they kept the sign. <laughs> right, whoops. Yeah, that yeah. sign and Shane's shirt. That's yeah, right. it's, uh, maybe uh, it's never been it. seen since. No. I'm not sure what happened. No, You know, Gary, I was thinking as Mark was talking about the ups and downs of the playoffs and even in the final. You know, Knights go into game five ahead three games to one. But you had story about Mark's experience in between game four and game five. Yeah, I love that story, actually, that he's walking through the lobby in, in Florida and going to get on the team bus and the team's going to fly back to we're all going to fly back to back to Vegas. And a really nice gentleman that had been working in the lobby all week says to Mark and a group of players, we'll see in a couple of days and then mark kind of just continues walking and then he turns to his teammates what's the out of earshot of the guy and says no bleeping chance <laughs> he didn't use bleeping that's i'm uh, <laughs> cleaning it up for you and you could that was you know and we heard phil kessel say the same thing on the plane to the guys if i have to fly back to florida because you guys i'm gonna be ticked <laughs> off like get it done and I, I, you kind of wonder, like, I think that, you know, he's he's pretty humble. I think he did drive to the game the other night thinking, I got to have a special game. And I think he probably drove to the rink prior to game five thinking, okay, we got to get this over and I got to be a big part of it. And he's he is, Shane, you can address this. He is special. He can dial it up and, and be the best player in the game. It, it shows, right? Yeah. His passion is... That, that just flows through the room, especially because he's the captain, the leader. You look to it, it's no better example. You talk about ways to lead. Well, by example, to me, is still the number one way if that guy carries all those characteristics to be the best leader, and that's what Stone does. And, and it's whether he scores, anybody scores, we said, you know, expressive mark, however you want to phrase it. That That is – there's there's nothing but real to that. It is, it is pure – raw emotion passion to play the game and uh yeah he's uh he's a special player uh, the way he plays and when he turns it up like he did uh, they needed it and i think as you said he he probably recognized that it's time i can t- give you a little sorry no no good i go can give you a little stone family history that is kind of part of of who mark is we know his dad rob quite well he's around a lot and in the recent father's trip like mark told me he's sitting there having breakfast at his house looking at the his watch saying we got to go to the plane to leave and his dad comes down the stairs and he's got this 
goofy t-shirt with Mark's face on it and a big grin and it says expressive Mark Stone and Mark said I didn't even say anything to him because like I don't know where he got it but he goes he's got this rotation of t-shirts and he goes and now that's in it he goes like I, every five or six days that one pops up but Mark's mom and dad Rob and Jackie they worked at the same uh, corporation in in Winnipeg and Rob had the title but I happen to know the guy who was the CEO at the at that company, and he said, Rob had a title, I had a title, but everyone in the plant knew Jackie Stone ran the place. And I asked Mark that, and he goes, without question. He goes, she runs the show in our house, <laughs> too, and uh, she likes to stay. I went to interview the family at, uh, when I was on the ice after they won the cup, and she wanted no part of it, and Rob was like, and he was fantastic. You can remember, Dan. Yeah. He yeah. was fantastic. That was one of the best interviews. Yeah, he was really good. So, uh, But it is interesting to know that like that passion that Mark has, a big chunk of it might come from his mom. Where's this team at, boys? Mark Stone has the hat trick the other night. Um, here they are, 44 games in, playoff spot. They've kind of come – They've Kind of, they have come back to the pack considerably over the last six weeks. Where do you where do you put them right now? Well, I think we're still finding out, right? Because yeah. it's they haven't won back to back since December tenth and twelfth. Correct, am I correct? Look at that, correct. right out of the, the old noggin. That's rare for Shocked. me. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they. I think they're still figuring out. They they seem to take that step forward, and then it's like they haven't followed up a win with another win here in a long time. And uh, I think. You know, every time they do win, we say, okay, now they're back. I really liked, because this last game, Stone and uh, Bruce Cassidy mentioned today how, how good Martinez and Petrangelo. So the leaders have stepped up. I love uh, – and this is what – and we talked about it, and I think one guy's grabbed hold of it who's been watching a lot of games. Pavel Dorofiev, I thought he was fantastic. That line was dominating every time they were on the ice with Stevenson and Stone. They were terrific. Um, but it's other guys. This is your opportunity to get more ice time, to get all of it. I think Nick was taking advantage of it. He was really good. But, uh, you know, for, for the Paul Cotter, Brendan Brisson, if they're up, Michael Amat, these guys are going to see, you know, power play, more ice time, more offensive opportunities. Certainly you've got to be aware uh, defensively. Caden Corza, you can go through. There's a lot of guys. Even guys that that your minutes go up, so everybody has to elevate. But these are opportunities that, that you've got to grab a hold of. This is a, a big chance. You think of all those times when you've been a healthy scratch, you're out of the lineup, you're like, oh, I just want that chance. Well, here it is. So grab hold of it, and they need more of that, I think. They need more of that depth, those guys to step up. I think the leaders are starting to show that path. Now if everybody can gravitate towards it, it would be huge. We're all communicators, and, uh, you know, I work with Dan a lot, and I listen to you guys a lot, and we don't use cliches. It's not something that you hear a lot on our broadcasts, but we avoid them. But sometimes cliches are there for a reason. It's because it's true. And you heard you hear Stanley Cup hangover all the time. And everyone said at the start of the season when they were winning, and we were watching, and they, they weren't as good as their record. Everyone was saying, oh, there's no Stanley Cup hangover in Vegas. Well, there is. When you play as much as they have played over the last seven years, guys get worn out. And when you go, as, it's really hard to repeat in this era and it takes a lot out of you. Well, I wonder if there's, this is, I'm rarely am I a glass half full guy, but I wonder if the, the timing of these injuries and the guys being out of the lineup might in the end be a positive thing because if they get them all back, they're going to be fresh. That there's good. They're going to get a shot of nitrous oxide in late February, or early March, 
where all of a sudden they're rested, they're, they've had a reset, they're going to have nine days coming up here, the rest of the group is going to get a benefit from that. I wonder if this all, and listen, who knows what happens, someone else could get hurt tomorrow, but if that all, it could all come together where when they need to start being their best, they don't have a Stanley Cup hanger because right now they're hungover. They need to get up and have their have their mm-hmm. greasy breakfast or or a Caesar or a Bloody Mary and, or whatever it does and, and, to and, get you over that. And not that I don't disagree, but we've seen this story twice. Yeah. Once yeah. they couldn't hold water oh, and get yeah. through it, miss playoffs. Last year they were able to hold water, get to that break, and as you said, come back refreshed, and then they're unstoppable. This year has been the same deal yeah, as last year. Yeah, exactly. Great start, December and January, yeah. eh. And then we know the rest of the story. They get everyone back. The guy they didn't get back was the guy they had on <laughs> yeah. earlier in the podcast, but he sure as heck came back for the playoffs. So you wonder, you know, as we sit here now, they've got, uh, what is it, six games between now and the yeah. bye, the All-Star break and the bye. Can they put some more points in the bank and then look down the road and, and look to, you know, can they get Carlson back, Theodore back? We'll see how long Eichel's out. Hill. Uh, Hill. Carrier. Yeah. Yeah, right on down the line. Well, it, Hutton was playing. Yeah, Hutton right. was so like, important to them. And uh, then they got Bjornfoot for some insurance. And like it, yeah. it really changes things when you have all those guys gone. The other thing Bruce Cassidy mentioned uh, earlier today, I think as a staff, they have to be careful. And look, as members of the media, we, are, we ask Bruce or others ask him about guys that are hurt. And I think he's kind of made the note. We got to be careful not to talk about this too much. Yeah, yeah. You got to focus on. Remember, I, I tell Absolutely. you this, Shane. Remember, uh, Earl, Earl, Weaver. Earl Weaver, Baltimore Orioles manager. I deal with the living. He didn't want to hear about who wasn't in the lineup. Yeah. He dealt with who could play and help him win a game that to. day yeah. or that night. And I think they're trying to look. It is a story, and, and it is what you know when you've got this many key guys out again for the third year in a row. We know they overcame it last year. We'll see if they do this year. But day to day, and in the heat of a game, I, they can't be. Well, we don't have Eichel's not here, and where's Carlson? Oh, by the way, Theodore can't run the. Like you can't do that. No, and, and it just reminds me of something Stone said. It was kind of subtle. Did you catch it? He said, you know, people didn't think we could get over the hump, and they're doing it again. I think that's something that drives. I wonder if he heard something lately, and then last game, like I yeah. think this team is. It, they are. They like people you know they had the great start but still people are you know they've never been favorites no i'll yeah. tell you exactly where he heard it and it's the exact same place he heard it so prior to last season he went back to manitoba and everyone in winnipeg said after they missed the playoffs you guys are done you guys are washed up and he i i interviewed him before camp and he said i don't give a bleep what they say about us i know what we have here well who's in first place right now in the nhl the winnipeg jets Who's texting Mark Stone all the time? His pals from Winnipeg saying, you guys are yeah, washed up point. and we're in first place. I know what's coming into my text inbox, and I don't play for the team. So I can imagine what he's getting right now. And then you see national television. If you go back and watch right before the playoffs started, the first round last year, and the folks on television, the folks who are highly respected, Nobody was picking Vegas. No, nope. Edmonton, Every round. Colorado, right? And then they would move on. They'd Boston. find a way, right? Boston Presidents Trophy, and which team just found a way each yeah. round? And you know that whether that is uh, valid to us or not doesn't matter. It's valid to the guy who wears the C. Yeah. But you know, and all that being said, they do. You know, you made the point earlier, Shane. They they've hopefully can find a way to gain some traction. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to talk about, but yeah, they've yeah. got, they've got to hold water here to the break. And yeah. Then, so they've got, what do they have? Six games left. Yeah. Yes. So 
And then it'll you'd like to this. say they'll win at least four, but are you are you happy if they go 500? Obviously, you want to win as many, but I think they at minimum it needs to be 500 hockey through to that yeah. break. Hopefully, what is it? They'll have eight, nine days to rest. Yeah. And it's not only that. It's So if you include the break, their schedule after the break is very thin. Yeah. They end up playing three games in 20 days. So they're off for the break. Then they play one. Then they're off. Then they play a game. Then they're off for three. Play a game. Then they're off this for fantastic. four. That's three games <laughs> Shade, going back to in Cabo. 20 days. <laughs> I need the rest. Yeah, You will. You I will. Do now and you will more in the next couple of weeks. Well, uh, we'll see if they're able to kind of put a run together here between yep. now and uh, and the break. And uh, like I said, that trip east won't be easy. Either, no. right? You've got Devils, Islanders back-to-back, a couple days off, Rangers who, as we sit here, that's the next game in Vegas, and then Detroit all the way on the way back. So, not going to be an easy trip uh, either. But yeah, back to back, back to back, back to back, back to back with some time. Uh, They've won three of their uh, last between. five. They're rolling. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, we thank Mark Stone for yeah. joining us here Terrific. on SLGND. We thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Before we leave you today on SLGND, take a listen and get to know new Knights forward Brendan Brisson as he spoke with Dan before his NHL debut on Monday. Afterwards, hear the reaction of some of Brendan's teammates, as well as his head coach, evaluating his first game. What was it like waking up this morning? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you try to go about your day just like another, every other game day, but, uh, you know, obviously it's a little different right now. So, uh, you know, I woke up, uh, you know, I'm really anxious. I can't wait to, uh, you know, get on the ice and... Uh, you know, play and, uh, you know, just be out there. And, uh, you know, it's great to have some family come in town too and, you know, just to see all the texts and, you know, from the supports, support staff I've had, you know, my whole life from coaches, teammates, and just friends uh, that I've played with. It's, it's been great. A lot of folks might know the name Brisson, whether because of your dad or because of you, because you were drafted by the Knights, but they might not know your path. How did you get here? Yeah, so... Uh, Grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Not really a big hockey spot, but uh, yeah, grew up playing for the Junior Kings. Uh, you know, it was a great organization there. And then when I was 14, I went to Shattuck for three years, played hockey there, graduated from there, and then uh, spent a year in Chicago in the USHL where my brother's playing right now, actually. So I uh, did one year there, and then after that, I went to uh, University of Michigan for two years. Uh, you know, I was able to play there, a great program. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I signed, and then you know, I sp- spent some time in Henderson, and yeah, now, now I guess we're here. <laughs> You're not the first player from Henderson to get called up this year, and I say that with a laugh because so many have yeah, been yeah. called up. But your story, how did you find out? Uh, so we uh, just got done playing Nashville's AHL team, actually, this couple days ago. So uh, after the game, like... Uh, you know, I was just getting ready to go to bed. It was around like 10:30, and uh, my mom was actually in town, so uh, she was in bed already. But like, I just got a you know text, hey, call me as soon as you can from uh, Tim Speltz, and uh, you know I called him. He gave me the news. I was actually with Lucas Cormier and Daniel Demato, so uh, they were the first ones to kind of f- find out. So they were pumped, and then I went upstairs, woke up my mom. You know, obviously she was really excited, and then just called my dad, and you know just kept it to the people who were close around me and then kind of got uh it kind of got out yesterday so I got a lot more texts yesterday and this morning but uh yeah I know it's awesome to see you know all the support like you know there's so many 
people who texted me who, you know, have a big part of me being here today. So, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for them, what they've done in my life, and uh, just, you know, want to make them proud. And here is the first NHL shift for Brendan Brisson. He would have come on sooner, but the Knights were stuck in their own zone. Ivan Barbashev couldn't get off. Knights recover the puck in their own zone. Amadio coming up the near side, gains the red, flutters it in. Brisson gives chase on the near side. Brisson, the 22-year-old from California, wears number 19 for the Golden Knights. A couple of players go down far side. Smith escapes Cotter. Brisson fires a loose puck block. Gets his own rebound for a head shot save. Saros with his right pad. Loose puck picked up by Paul Cotter. Sidesteps one man. Brisson picks it up and shoots. Save Saros. Down to the butterfly to his left. He looks confident with the puck, I think, obviously. Uh, you know, but it, it's tough to... It's different for each guy, right? Obviously, uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy that has a lot of skill, a lot of pace to his game. He likes playing with the puck. He's confident with the puck. Uh, I think more the more we can get the puck in his hands and get him feeling it, uh, the more comfortable he's going to be. It's awesome whenever you see guys come up and they get their first taste of the, the National Hockey League. It's an unbelievable league to play in. Um, it's even harder to stay in. And when you get to moments like this, you know, you always think back to, you know, what you were like in your first game. And, you know, honestly, it feels you. It puts a fire on you because, you know, you know, you have a lot more to play and, and, you know, guys are eager to come in this league as well. Yeah, how do you think he's doing? How is he right now? He's good. He's making plays, keeping his head up. He's supporting the puck wherever it is. He's making all the little plays right now. Um, you know, it's unfortunate your first game to get scored on there, but, you know, I think he's been doing a lot of good things, and, and his play away from the puck has been the most surprising. I thought he, I thought he was good. Uh, you know, he shoots the puck. He you know, shoots it well. He's, that's his game. Right? He's, uh, you know, he's going to create those chances, offensive guys. So uh, I thought he looked good. Didn't look out of place at all. And uh, Hopefully, I haven't talked to him since, uh, since the game ended, but hopefully he enjoyed it because uh, just like that, it's, your first game's gone. And, uh, but I, I thought he did really well. Yeah, I thought he played really well. Uh, was responsible out there and, and got the job done. Uh, so, again, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. I mean, he was around the puck. A uh, couple of opportunities. I think one got through, one blocked, and the other one, I think Yossi tracked him down. That's just a learning curve, right, if things happen quicker. And um, that's why we try to build those things into practice habits, quick, 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 and uh, understand that guys are a little bit better here. Um, and and, uh, and again, I thought he did good things. He didn't hurt the team at all. Um, battled on the wall. Um, he'll just have to figure out, you know, against men, uh, time and space. Like a lot of guys that are offensive guys. You know, when do I have it, when don't I? That was a recap of Brendan Brisson's NHL debut on Monday against the Nashville Predators. For full interviews, highlights, and more podcast content, visit soundcloud.com slash Knights and follow at VGK Radio Network on X, formerly known as Twitter. Be sure to join us next time on SLGND, presented by Allegiant.